Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Black Adam. What have your powers ever given to you? Nothing but heartache. I was a slave until I died. Then I was reborn a god. My son sacrificed his life to save me. Now, I kneel before no one. What is up, man fam? Welcome into Mad About Movies. I am your host, Brian Gill, uh, joined by my the one co-host who is actually committed to this podcast, Kent Garrison. Kent, how's it going, buddy? I'm doing excellent, Brian. It's good to be here. Mm-hmm. Back for DC EU talk, mm. and it's mm. our favorite subject. Yeah, Richard has had his kid. We won't reveal the name. We'll leave that up to mm. him. Yeah, but the kid is two days old, and he's already cooler than us. Like, yeah, so it didn't yeah, take long for him to be. Richard's like, I'd rather, I'd really rather hang out with this kid than you tools. Just shows you the bar <laughs> that we are at. Yeah. Richard's kid is a. Uh, is probably you know way funner to hang out with than us, and and, and you yeah. know, he he uh, is super in on the DCEU. His mm-hmm. kid, yeah, so came yeah. out pumping iron already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he's a jacked kid. Um, yeah, yeah. Richard's not here. He uh, he and his wife had a, had their uh, their baby, their first kiddo. So uh, we're super excited about having a uh, a new little buddy in the in the man fam. Um, he already did join the VIP, so I really appreciate that. Uh, yeah, we're mm-hmm. super. Big shouts to Richard and Sarah and uh, and their new kiddo. And I've man, already registered awesome. the kids' domain names on Instagram, though, so Richard's okay. going to have to yeah. fork over some cash if he wants them. <laughs> yeah, congrats to Richard and Sarah, guys. Yeah, yeah. off. And then I'm going to I'm going to introduce our, our guest here um, uh, in just a second. But off off the air, uh, recently, Kent and Richard and I decided that we we needed to make sure that all of our kids. Um, that in our wills that our kids were left to the podcast and we had this, this long bit about, uh, how that can't happen to film spotting or slash film podcast. But, uh, but here, ma'am, we, we leave our kids to the podcast. Not, not I'm leaving my, my son to, to, to Kent and Richard. I'm leaving my son to Mad About Yeah. So and, uh, and if, like if I go, my kid, Richard and Brian <laughs> have to take care of them. If Richard's go, me yeah. and Brian. Yeah. So it could get interesting here. Just, you know, which, which day. pairs of us will be, you know, right. the dads, basically. <laughs> That's right. To I this kid. Out of it. So anyway. stay, stay tuned in 20 years to find out, you know, <laughs> well, one of us has gone tragically. We'll reveal that. 
Well, in Richard's place this week, um, you've you've heard his dulcet tones there. It's Batman Shane back for another DC Extended Universe film. Shane, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for uh, filling in for for Richard as he's quite lazy this week. And, uh, to, to <laughs> Richard certainly out, has so. bigger and better things to attend to, but uh, always a pleasure to be here. Yeah. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. Always yeah, fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Let's get into this. We're talking Black Adam. We're talking Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Uh, this sure is a movie that came out, and uh, so let's let's break it down. Now, let's say, look, it 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 uh, it did it did pretty well seventy million seventy million dollars ish at the at the domestic box office. Another seventy five internationally. Um, you know that'll probably. I would feel pretty confident, especially internationally, about this doing quite well. Although it is on a two hundred million dollar budget, so we're you know it's gonna be it's gonna be fine, I'm sure. Um, but uh, so you know maybe it did its part on that side of things. I'm gonna start with you, Shane. Um, <laughs> it this it feels like this movie has been inevitable for, for a while. And I, I know that it's, it's been on the production calendar for a long time in part because of COVID. But also I would say that it just, just feels like the, the inevitable movie that comes out of it's like, it's like the rock and DC have been like racing towards each other for the last 10 years. I feel like, and it, it was just bound to happen. Um, and it, it happened in, in the guise of, of black Adam, um, a character that I had never heard of until it was announced that Dwayne the Rock Johnson was going to be Black Adam. So, um, let's start. Do you, is there, do you have any? Do you know anything about this character? Is this what's the backstory here? Is there or do you? Is this outside of the the wheelhouse for? I know for you? very little about this character. Okay. I mean, Black Adam was always created as kind of the the Lex Luthor to Shazam. Uh-huh. So he's kind of like Shazam's big bad guy. So again. Another weird thing about this movie is the fact that Shazam's not even in it, that Mm -hmm. there was like almost no reference to that. So Black Adam is a character uh, that was created for that universe. But, uh, you know, I've read him in comics before. I don't particularly find him to be an interesting or dynamic character. Mm -hmm. Uh, My movie didn't, or this movie did not change my opinions on that. Mm -hmm. Um, So he's just always kind of been like a D-list character in the, uh, the, you know, DC universe of comics Mm -hmm. and, you know... to me, nothing remarkable about the character um, in comics. Okay. Nothing noteworthy that uh, should be mentioned on a podcast, sure. I don't think. Sure. Okay. Well, that's good. Um, that's what you want. The off to right. off to a great start for <laughs> the basis of a movie. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. Before we get into certainly into specifics, even even your general thoughts, where where are we at on the rock at this point? Man, that's a tough question, Brian. Depends on the format. I mean, okay. his music career, all in for that. I don't know if you heard his rap debut last year. But that, along with Vin Diesel's play, uh, mm-hmm. music, has been my most spun on Spotify for the past two years. So I look forward to seeing if that's the case this year. I'm a big fan of The Rock in general, I, I think, as, a, as an entity. And... I think I understand where he's coming from a lot of the time. So I think I give him the benefit of the doubt more than I probably should because he's somebody who I think his isn't his production company called like six, six dollar productions or something like that. Seven bucks, seven bucks. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. Who, when he left college, 
and, you know, didn't make it in the NFL says, you know, he had seven bucks to his name when he decided to pursue, you know, or wrestling or, or his career, mm-hmm. wherever mm-hmm. that ended up. And so he's somebody who, whenever a good opportunity, a big, a high paying opportunity comes along, he's going to do it. If it yeah. seems <laughs> like it's going to benefit the the brand of, of Rock the Dwayne Johnson. I mean, this guy is unbelievably rich. The highest grossing film star, I don't know how many years in a row, it seems like when in, when he was in Fast, it was like easy for him to get those. And now he seems like he's still doing them with, with Jumanji and all different kinds of projects that he seems mm-hmm. to have going. The Rock Fatigue, I think, guys, is officially here. Yeah. I, I think, I think I, like this movie might have done it for me. If this movie had come out 2016, 2015, mm-hmm. something like that, like a right around the time of BVS – uh, you know, Suicide Squad first time around, like I think I'd probably still be in on the rock as in his career, but this just seems like it, they just missed the boat. It's a little too late to, to kind of get in this game for him. He's entering kind of stage of his career. And I mean, I'll probably be, be wrong about this because Tom Cruise is still going, but it seems like he's entering the stage of his career, like the, the Arnold Schwarzenegger end of days phase of his career. Mm. Where he's like, he might have a few more <laughs> left in him, mm-hmm. but the quality is not going to be great. And he's not going to probably be bringing his A game like he was before he was at the level of success that he is currently. So yeah. that's kind of where I see The Rock as he's such a an enterprise that this is really, I don't know how much he was even on set for this movie. I mean, the guy is <laughs> shaved completely. He's the easiest person ever to digitally scan and... And throw onto a CG double because he looks yeah. like a rubber figure anyway. And so, I mean, it was the rock doing the rock things in this, and that's fine. But like, I'm ready for the rock to do something different or interesting or mm-hmm. not do just the standard, uh, I don't know, blockbusters. I know they make a ton okay. of money, but like, if he wants to have a career that's going to last, he needs mm-hmm. to. Bautista's always thrown shade at him, but like, I'm a real actor. I do real movies and I'm going to have a career. It's pretty true. You know, like, I don't think the rock can swerve to have that type of career now, but I think he can yeah. tone it down and, and maybe like, yeah. look at the lo- look at the big picture a little bit more. I think that's how I would put it too. It's like, I, I don't think he's, a, I mean, <laughs> he is a movie. He's a movie star. He's a movie star and there's not a lot of movie stars in the world. So that's worth something. I think he's an action star. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That works. So to your point, like I don't know that he could show up at the beginning of, of Blade Runner twenty forty nine, you know, like Bautista can and and still have it not be a movie that is the Rock's movie and or Dwayne Johnson's movie or whatever. So but also like it's it it's all well and good to be like, man, I'm you know, hey, get those checks. We we're big, get those checks guys here at, at Mad Hot Movies. So do it, you know, that's cool. But like you've gotten a lot of checks, my guy, so you could probably ease up <laughs> a little bit. Like you, you yeah. don't have to say yes to everything that comes through the door. And I, I think it it's not even just the number of movies that he does. This is this to me is is maybe even a bigger a bigger part of the 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 rock fatigue math, and then I'm throwing to you, Shane. 
it's not just how many movies he does or how most movies... Like, maybe mo- maybe his movies are a little bit different, but the character isn't. It's basically the same character in every movie, and that's totally fine. It's not just that. It's also the presence on social media. It's the the pretty terrible, you know, rap song. It's the kind of J.J. Watt try-hardness of everything. It's mm-hmm. the the Under Armour sponsorship. It's all of these things lead to a place where it, it's it's over it's just oversaturation on every front and then eventually that's going to bleed in. and it, i to me i think it already has but it 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 will bleed into your q rating and you know your whatever your approval rating and how people think of you and and eventually that will play into the movies and and the reception and maybe it already has i think this this did fine like i said i don't think it i mean you know, especially in a post-COVID world, you know, you never. It's a, this was a fine opening, but I I don't know that it it um is like a huge, huge, huge smash hit. Um, it certainly wasn't with critics, but that's fine. I don't think The Rock is really cares about critics. He's he's there to please audiences and and whatnot. I don't know. It's just it's a lot. It's a lot, a lot of stuff. I don't think it's a smash hit with with how hype this thing was. With how The Rock has literally been talking about this constantly for, feels like for eight years feels like, like for kidding. 20 yeah. years non-stop yeah. Yeah. yeah uh it feels like I, I think he posted a screenshot of the first announcement was from slash film in 2007 of him joining this role so like he's been <laughs> hyping this thing i was like don't worry guys it's coming and it i think i'm with you there brian on the on the social media aspect like i wish he wouldn't treat like every movie like it's gonna change the world Mm-hmm. He's like, guys, yeah. I've been working so hard on this behind the scenes, and you will not mm-hmm. believe what our team has. It's like, just be a little more <laughs> sense of humor about oneself, about kind of the movies that you're yeah. making. No, yeah. you're not changing the world with Rampage, dude. You're mm-hmm. not. Okay. Yeah. So you yeah. can chill out on that. And Skyscraper and all these movies that he's like, thinks are going to are gonna really just bring people together. And, yeah. I, and the reason I say action star is because I grew up, I grew up Schwarzenegger and and Van Damme and those guys like into it their mm-hmm. own category yeah. where like they know what they're good at and they do that and that's why you're here <laughs> and so don't yeah. even try to do anything else because you're people probably aren't going to come see it I kind of put that Dwayne Dwayne the the Johnson in in that category <laughs> um, but he's proven to you know have success at doing comedy and doing some lighthearted stuff with Kevin Hart and things like that. Like I think he could have that type of career if he wanted to lean more into like mm-hmm. the charming aspect of himself instead of like, look how badass I am. I'm going to, I'm still yes. basically trying to replicate my macho WWE yes. image. And uh, that's part it's, of who he is, you know, the workouts and all that kind of stuff. Well, and that's fine. But the- the concept of the grind is is appealing until it's super not appealing anymore and like you've once you ha- when when you're on the come up and you you see how hard you know you're 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 putting in the work and people are seeing that and all that sort of stuff it it's it can be inspiring it can be um you know like aspirational it's cool and then but at a certain point it's really hard to look at the rock and be like, yeah, I mean, cool that you're putting in 20 hour days, but you're worth like half a billion dollars. So like, I don't need to see you all the time. You know, I don't need, (laughs) 
I don't need the well, you know, here's a press release on I'm not I'm not currently interested in running for president. Like nobody nobody needs this. It's 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 a lot. It's a lot to to take in and and I think that it certainly is not helping for me at least when I go to see his movies at this point. Um and I would suspect that I'm that I'm not alone in that. Now my kid was super and I'm I promise we're we're about to go to general thoughts and starting with you Shane. Watching it this week, really over the last week of like watching the kind of build up on this, it made me think that like maybe the path for the for the rock is to is to really like my kid thinks the rock is really cool and he's nine. So maybe he needs to like take a page out of like Jack Black's play. He's an original, uh, you know, no limits wrestling attitude era fan, though. So that's sure, why. that's true. It's true, but <laughs> but maybe there's a there's a path for him um, as like a kids actor, and this is maybe the right. I don't know. It's it's just I would just say, not just the movies, but but everything overall. If 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 I was if I was his agent or he came to me for advice, I would say, uh, scale back by like I'm not kidding, like maybe eighty percent, like. One out of five things that you think <laughs> yeah, you need to tweet yeah. or post a video of or release a statement on or pick up the script for or whatever else, I would I would do one out of five things. Like that's probably that's probably you've made it at this point and it can only I think it can only come down from here if you're gonna continue to just pound us all the time with with the rockness of, of everything. And I think it bleeds into reception on on these movies um, at some point. Well, he was in the biggest movie of all time, Red Notice. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I would also... Biggest movie of all time, Ryan. Look, again, get that money. It's fine, but like, just (laughs) just ease back a little bit. We don't don't need... It just... I mean, I know you're not a football guy, uh, Shane, but like, can't... There's so much J.J. Watt to the rock. There is. To me. It's just... His brand is... so try hard. Is look how many tires I can flip at midnight. And yes. I'm getting up and look at this. <laughs> right. Like I'm eating 14 pancakes because right. my right. calorie intake is just so, like, just dude, I'm worried about you, man. Like, yeah, can't be good <laughs> yeah, for his health some, to be. Yeah, get some sleep. Be, I would to say be, yeah. to be that intense. Try that. You've made it already. Okay, Shane. General thoughts on on Black Adam. Let's let's get into the the movie itself. Well, let's. So, <clears throat> it, to me, it's not really possible to talk about this movie without <laughs> talking about The Rock. I mean, to sure. me. The Rock is this movie. And let me, I'll explain what I mean in just a little bit. But to answer your earlier question, uh, question, Brian, I feel like I'm one step or five steps ahead of you guys. I feel like I got rock fatigue in 2020. And at this point now, he has just shredded every last ounce of goodwill that he's put out in the universe. Because, yeah, everything you guys just said is true. Like, I get it, bro. You got a personal gym. You drag around every movie set. And you're up at five in the morning. And you're chugging Zoa. And you're gonna run for president one day and this movie's Mm -hmm. gonna change the game like whatever but it's just like dear god like let it go a little bit like stop doing so much stop trying so hard like it it gets tedious and i at this point now i'm just i'm i'm so tired of the rock like what was the project that made you quit the rock in 2020 
I don't know, man. I, you know, I think it was Skyscraper was a huge one for me. Just, where I was, it was like, just this sitting movie is alone and and during the pandemic. You're like, you know what? Yeah. Screw the rock. <laughs> well, and here's and here's the other thing. And again, we'll, yeah, yeah, that was that was my first that thought. Was, was like in March of 2020, yeah. I was like, man, this COVID thing yeah. is serious. And I hope the rock right. yeah. it goes <laughs> to be away. Fair, Shane lives in LA and he sees the rock frequently. He's yeah, all just the like time. Yeah, rolling tires up and down Shane Street. And, <laughs> on my and, street, you know, banging yeah. on his door at 4 a.m. Hey, you want a smooth? Shane, you know, I mean, that's <laughs> yeah, part like, of it. I'm, that's I'm good, Dwayne. Thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, dude. So I, for me, it's just again, like I get it. He seems like a nice guy. He's you know, he's incredibly good looking. He's charismatic. He's a movie star. But my other big mm-hmm. thing with The Rock, and I, and I just w- while we were talking, I just did a quick search on IMDb. There are literally only one or two roles in his entire movie career where The Rock was actually trying to do something different instead Mm -hmm. of just playing The Rock with a mustache or playing The Rock, Mm -hmm. you know, like as a superhero or whatever. The only movie that literally leaps out in terms of like, oh, The Rock was trying to actually act was that Richard Kelly movie called Southland Tales that was is kind of a mess. But at least The Rock is trying to do something. And again, Mm -hmm. I agree with you, Kent, that like he is an action star, but even Arnold, even Sly, they have movies in their career where they were experimenting and they were trying to do something different. Mm -hmm. I am getting so tired of The Rock just doing the same thing over Mm -hmm. and over and over. And it's like, maybe if he only did one movie a year, I would be into it more. But at his current pace of four movies a year, I'm just so tired of it, man. Part of that's Hollywood's fault, too. I mean, yeah, totally. The, the sure. block, yeah. blockbusters these days are just so bad. <laughs> like they're True. not great, and he hasn't True. he hasn't been in a lot of them. So, yeah. I mean, I think like Schwarzenegger was very lucky to be like for Terminator to be like one, you know, to have these incredible. I don't know how many great directors Dwayne The Rock Johnson's worked with. You know, Brian. Dawson Marshall Thurber is not really uh well and really, and here's uh, and here's my point on that and this can transition into to some Black Adam talk. The Rock is single-handedly the the only movie star in, you know, he is the most popular, he's the most financially successful movie star in the world. As a result, Dwayne Johnson gets every movie he makes to be whatever he wants it to be. Right. Yeah. That's why he doesn't work with David Fincher. Right. I just read an article a couple of days ago where David Fincher shut down the production of Gone Girl for four days because Ben Affleck refused to wear a Yankees hat Mm -hmm. and he wanted him to wear, you know, a Yankees hat. So they compromised on the. If, you know, if David Fincher tried to shut down a, 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 a rock movie because The Rock didn't want to wear a Yankees hat, David Fincher would just be fired. He would just be summarily fired. Well, so yeah. that's why The Rock doesn't work with big yeah. name directors because. All of the people who write his movies, who direct his movies, they're just basically, you know, they're yes men for like, yeah, whatever you want, Dwayne, sure, this, that's fine. We'll just do this. We'll do that. Mm-hmm. They're not going to argue with The Rock on what he yeah. wants in this movie. You know that that was a yeah. thing and in, in why he left fast is because right. they couldn't, right. him and Vin couldn't agree on who gets more punches in a movie, who right. gets to be taller yeah. on screen and things like that. Like, right, they, right. They couldn't, they couldn't agree on who gets to be the macho guy in the movie, basically. Right. And I mean, and to your, you mentioned the movie earlier, right? It rampage can't like, apparently the original drafts of that script, not that the drafts would have won like an Academy award. Oh, but I think all they the original drafts. Yeah, they might have, you never know. There were some great <laughs> singers in there. Um, you know, the original draft had the gorilla dying at the end and the rock was like, no, I don't do that. Like, the audiences leave my movies happy. I'm not killing the gorilla. And everybody was like, but it makes for a better story. And he was like, I don't care. I want the gorilla to live. And they were like, okay. Sure. And to be clear, 
that's a thing that I mean that's he's not unique in that. I mean, you know, Kevin Costner had his director for so many of those movies. Clint Eastwood had his guys that do his movies and uh even oh what was the other example? Oh, Will Smith. I mean, Will Smith is, you know, we we talked about that. I mean, the whole After Earth thing is is about, you know, right. uh, anyway, we don't have to re- right. relitigate it. That's a thing that is very, that happens a lot in Hollywood. What, what, what I would say though, maybe is, I don't mean to be disparaging, but part of the difference for the rock is that like all those guys I just mentioned are Oscar caliber actors when they're at their peak. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, really? I mean, I hate Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood was a great actor at times. Kevin Costner is probably the worst actor of the three of those people that I just mentioned. And he's got Oscars, you know, like it's, it's, I don't, it's like, I don't, it's on one hand, I don't blame the rock for, for Dwayne for just being like, Hey, this is, this is the kind of movie I want to do. This is the movie that I'm going to make like all this. Like if you have the power, then that's cool. I I would, cause, cause you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Shane, that's a huge part of it. That's why all these things are very true. I just would pull back a little bit is all (laughs) like, I would just like do, uh, half or like i said one 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 fifth of of the the amount of stuff that he's gonna do but i think you're totally right it's yeah and i think that's part of what leads to the fatigue on him versus some other actor is is that you are never not watching the rock when you're watching other (laughs) movie with the rock it is it so it, it starts to become it starts to become personal and um when you're tired of that guy it's harder to to watch his movies and enjoy the movies when he's like, well, it's it's the character. No, because the character is always the rock. There's not right. anything anything different. Uh, so anyway. so transitioning to Black Adam talk specifically, you know, the rock is a guy. The rock is a is a is a person who pathologically avoids risky movies and risky roles, and he gets everything mm-hmm. he wants. So how did I feel about Black Adam? I was completely bored by 95% of it. I mean, it was just, you know, okay, The Rock doing his thing and, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. I mean, it's just this movie was completely underwhelming in almost every sense of the of the word. And it was just like I found myself looking at my watch multiple times going, boy, how much longer is this thing? And it's just, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, look, I'm a huge comic book fan. I'm obviously on record as being a huge DC fan. I, I just, oof, man, this movie was not t- a tough sit is not a, w- a good way to put it. But it just I found it to be completely uninspiring on almost every conceivable level. Yeah. You know, and, I mean, and, and, and I blame the rock for that because like I said, I don't, I don't even know the director's name. It was like, it's mm-hmm. like journey small. It's not the, it's not the, the, the guy who made house of wax. Duh. Yeah, well, sure. That guy, like, I'm not, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not blame- like, I'm sure that the rock got to override every single decision from right. where the camera was right. to every edit. And so it's like, yeah. Uh, yeah, like we can talk about, like, I think the directing was subpar. I think a lot of the editing was overdone. Like some of the shot selection was really weird. Like, I think the score was pretty lackluster, but like mm-hmm. in the end, I think all that lays on Dwayne Johnson's feet. Cause I think he approved all of it. So it's like, yeah, yeah I'm just, I'm just tired, you know, of Dwayne. Sorry, DJ. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a, I think those are fair, fair criticisms. Kent, what about you? What any general thoughts here? I know we've been going on a bit, but general thoughts is, I mean, this DCEU guys, well, I mean, we, we record this on a day where they've announced James Gunn is uh, going to be head up the film division of, mm. he's going to be the, the Feige of, and another of guy too. There's a producer. Another guy, guy. is doing the TV part, right? He's I doing the financial handling, side. 
Gunn is doing the the creative creative side. Okay, got it. Gotcha. And so I'm wondering, A, how much this really matters at the end of the day. Like, can't they just swerve another direction after this movie if they want to? Uh, The fact that this isn't super tied to Shazam, I think, benefits it in the long run because it's Mm. not tied to anything specific other than itself and um, maybe a spoiler at the end. But, I mean, I put this kind of in the category of, I don't know, generic pop music, you know, super Mm. unoffensive, super, uh, I guess, passable popcorn. Like, this wasn't offensively bad like like BVS was to me or – yeah. It didn't Snyder all over the place, so I, d- I did mm-hmm. appreciate that. Mm-hmm. It was way saturated. Uh, Shane, did you notice you that? Mean like, the colors, you mean like, like color the, tone-wise? Yeah, the color tone is like they pulled the saturation up to 156 on that bad boy. <laughs> yeah, They're well, like, all right, sure. export that. They're like, all right, no more. They, like, they gave that note to the guy. No more dark movies like, like these pasties. We need this one to be bright, so they just right. brightened yeah. everything, and it just like right. – pops way too like the trees were so daggum green in this movie <laughs> that it like yeah. made my eyes hurt uh, i don't yeah, know why the, all why of the was. desert stuff in kondok was just very sepia tone and it yes. was like yeah. after a while it kind of gave your eyes a little bit of a headache yeah for sure I, yeah and i understand like yeah we're going for it in a new direction uh-huh. and like that's their answer to it is just crank the saturation <laughs> i don't know like you need to make right. brightly toned movies too i think that would help right. shazam's the only like one of the only ones in the past few years that like felt like it had the tone of something bright mm. and like a you know going in a more spider-man-y fun direction wonder, wonder woman 84 had like a real poppy bright vibe as well but it did know, yeah it's, it's just yeah. kind of a forgettable movie yeah, yeah the movie didn't work but yeah but it had a bright color tone yeah yep uh i mean it had this 300 opening to this that was very 300 uh in terms of the effects and the way it was set up with the uh mm-hmm. the old city some of the worst narration I've heard in a movie, like it was terrible. a little kid, I think, doing it. Like terrible, yeah. Guys, picking yeah. a good voiceover person makes a difference. It does. It, you can do the same words with somebody who can actually knows how to uh, emphasize them, has a good tone, all that kind of. It makes a difference. A current reminder to James Gunn that I am available to do any <laughs> oh, voiceover. Oh, yeah. Hire Batman Shane. You need to get into VOs. Yeah. VOs for sure. Yeah, the dulcet <laughs> tones. But yeah. Peter Jackson was talking about how many iterations they went through of the original Lord of the Rings at the beginning, where they have I – I think it's Galadriel who ends up doing the the mm-hmm. voiceover of it. Yeah. But how many – he was like, okay, we had Ian McKellen do it. We had Frodo do it. We had mm-hmm. – you know, he's right. like, they have to pick the right right one. And if this is the one they landed on, it's like, man, that was not effective at all. Uh, it was Terrible. confusing – yeah. The entire setup was confusing to me because I'd seen the trailer to this. I'm like, wait, this is not the setup of the trailer at all. What is going? Mm-hmm. It's like, did they swerve the story? And then they had yeah. this crazy reveal. Yeah, are we? Are we? Are we getting into spoilers? Like yeah, now, we're we want to put the spoiler. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, spoilers. Yeah. Spoilers. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so the, essentially, the setup was wasn't like anything I was expecting, and so I was confused the entire movie, thinking, okay, did they swerve this thing at the last minute, like after the trailers came out? Did they cut all this stuff out? Um, but they end up bringing that stuff back in in a really confusing way, like towards the right before the third act kind of starts, and I didn't like that at all. Um, I thought the CG was pretty atrocious. The yeah. one thing that stuck out to me was the scene with the the airplane from the justice society 
or whatever they're called rising out from the ground and like it goes so quick like the ground <laughs> the ground opens up so quickly it's like and the entire ground opens yeah. up like <laughs> i thought the same thing too i was like oh, it killed so many people so were, yeah <laughs> like it had no weight to it at all like you want to feel mm-hmm. like this is an actual like ground opening up and this thing is this jets well, it's, it just didn't that's so funny ken i thought the exact same thing and i yeah. i let it go because i was like maybe i'm the only person who thought that glad to know that i'm not alone <laughs> maybe they were trying to save time but like it just looks so bad um well and, and how much of this movie was just all cg two cg people punching each other in cg yeah. space Right, like not not an That's ounce what I'm saying. of the rock wasn't even there for the action movie. scenes. He's just like, yeah. all right, we're, yeah, we're gonna paste your face on a CG version of yourself. Don't worry, you know. Well, so Brian, yeah. what about you? What I mean, general thoughts. What did you think of the movie? Oh, uh, it, it was not good. Um, the <laughs> yeah, look, the my 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 thing. It's not you're you're right, Kent. When you said it, it's it's. It's inoffensive um, as compared to some of the worst that that DC has given it mm-hmm. us over the years. At the same time, I also agree with this is I don't want to I don't want to uh, speak for you, Shane, but it, it at least kind of felt like this is what you were saying um, or, you know, hinting at given that how I know you, you, you feel about some of these other DC movies. I hate Zack Snyder. I think he's the maybe he's one of the worst working directors. Um, he at least had like a, a vision. I think his vision's freaking terrible. Yeah. But <laughs> there there was some. um there is some like ambition to the vision. I just think it's just garbage. Um, this is the opposite of that. It's like, it's garbage because it has no vision. Um, it, <laughs> this movie felt like it was written by an algorithm in 2013. And, and yeah. that's, that's how it plays. And I know that there are, there are folks that, that feel the same way about, about a lot of the, the Marvel stuff and that's fine. Um, this is this to me is like the epitome of uh this is the corner that we have backed the movie industry into in that only <laughs> the only movies that make money involve uh capes you know and so we're going to just keep popping these things out and and this was the one that that we got this this month um but let me but it, let me ask you a question though to to the both of you guys and again I I swear I'm not I'm really not trying to slam dunk on him completely but I, I mean I guess I kind of am everything about this movie that made it feel generic and safe I feel like is the rock's fault right like probably, the, there, yeah. there's a couple no. of things in this movie that start yeah. to be interesting like mm-hmm. the scene where you like the justice society shows up and the, that woman says to him, you know, hey, we've been an oppressed society for decades. Like, where have you people been? You know, you've never cared. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. like, oh, okay, that that's what this movie might be about. That's right. kind of interesting, right. right? This kind of oppressed people. That never gets mentioned again because that's too politically sensitive. Mm-hmm. Then right. it's like, oh, maybe, like, that's a cool reveal that The Rock was this, you know, Black Adam is this, like, kid the whole time. And so, like, that mm-hmm. would explain, like, why he acts this way and why he's so mad. It's like, nope, it's just Skinny Rock. Turns that's out, who he yeah. is underneath. Yeah. yeah. And, like... Everything in this movie that feels like it's avoiding offending anybody. I just mm-hmm. feel like based off of every other movie The Rock has made, mm-hmm. it's The Rock steering okay. the ship. And it's like, I do think this movie could have been more interesting. And I think it could have been mm-hmm. better if, if you know, you didn't have the most powerful movie star controlling every aspect who is so worried about coming off as unlikable um, that you just had a different filmmaking team, you know? So I think 
we we've touched on some of this, so I'll, maybe I'll I'll summarize there for me at least. I think that you could take this boring, inoffensive, generic, algorithmic, al- algorithmy um, superhero movie, and with with even with The Rock, that's whatever, and make it twenty um, percent more enjoyable. If there was like any attention paid to any of the other aspects of the movie, and and maybe to maybe you're right, Shane, maybe that's also on the rock, but like the needle drops in this are horrific awful, and awful. The we you guys already touched on the the just the 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 visuals and the uh, the satur like the the saturation and the color. It just it looks so bland and ugly. Um, and the big one that I this is not. This is not just Warner Brothers DC can't because we talk about this a lot almost every week it feels like at this point um my my dad is a tech writer okay and uh, and an editor and that's that's his profession and unfortunately for him that one of the first things that gets cut when companies start doing layoffs is tech writers and editors and and so that's a really that's an uncomfortable that's a tough position to be in when you're really good at this thing that uh, companies as soon as the bottom line starts to get squeezed then it's like all right cool it's time to it's time to to lay off the tech writers um, that is happening with writers <laughs> like across it's not just yeah. in movies we talk about it all the time can't hear but also. It's the same, I and mean, you can't. You work with you. You work in 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 sports media. Mm-hmm. It happens in media all the time. It's getting worse and worse on that front. When things start to go poorly, when and 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 <laughs> too frequently, poorly means that the stock price dropped by one percent. You know, um, somebody's gonna only make one hundred and twenty million dollars this year instead of one hundred and thirty. Um, Editors and writers are the first things. And what I feel like has happened in the movie industry over the last few years is as we get closer and closer to everything is generic, everything is a a superhero movie, everything is, you know, aimed at broad audiences, et cetera, et cetera. The script is the first thing that gets thrown out the window is the as the last thing that gets any attention. And the first thing that they say, and why do we need to bring in a dialogue? Somebody to, to, to do some cleanup here. When everyone's just here to see the rock anyway, this script is just god awful, Kent. It's it's some of the worst dialogue I've ever seen. Yeah, I think it's I think this is too many cooks in the kitchen with this one. And to Shane's point, the rock's basically like, All right, here's what I want the movie to be. Now mm-hmm. go make that. And sure. here's what I want the beats to be, here's what I want my character's image mm-hmm. to be. Um yeah. all that kind of stuff. What this needed really is for DC, James Gunn, whoever, I mean, obviously not now, they can't do it, but like what it should have been is we need to wait for an original take on this character by one Mm. person. And that person needs to write the movie. And if they don't direct it, that's fine, but it needs to be written by blank. And Mm -hmm. that needs to be, it needs to have a singular voice. You're right. Vision to it. And with the most successful fun ones we've seen over the past few years, you know, Snyder probably included in that in terms of success, but like Taika and James Gunn and right, um, right. Joss back in the day, and they all mm-hmm. had a singular voice and vision for yeah. these movies. And characters. the singular voice of the movie can't be the star whose main concern yeah. is mm-hmm. looking cool on screen right. and being likable, you know? Right. 
I also think I, I think get- that sounds awesome. I just think that's that's unlikely to happen. So could we spend two extra weeks and a hundred grand on getting some script cleaners in here to make the the dialogue just like poor, just passable. I think they did, that's but all I'm bad. asking. Just passable. This is awful dialogue. Yeah. And and you're right, Cam. I'm sure you're right. I'm sure they spent because you're I mean, we know most of these blockbuster movies at this point. They get written by seven hundred different people, and and that's I, I agree that's part of the process. But if you're going there's involve, three credited writers, and I would imagine yeah. there's probably one or two uncredited in this. Oh, movie. for sure, for sure. But if yeah. you're going to go that far, then let's go ahead and get somebody in here who knows how to write write dialogue to clean this up. Because almost mm-hmm. everything that gets said through the course of the movie, I'm pretty sure somebody who's who's smarter and has a little more patience than me, you could maybe. I bet there's. I bet 90% of the dialogue in this movie you could find in another comic book movie. It's like the same generic algorithm-y kind of garbage. Same guy wrote Rampage. It's exhausting. Yeah, it's exhausting. Yeah. Same guy with Rampage and also brought us Alvin and the Chipmunks, The Road Chip. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So that's like the level... Honestly, Shane, do do we need to move out there? Is the talent pool like? <laughs> is there no one that's like it has has any interest in these topics? Like that that's can kind of jump in and like has some fun things mm. to say about them that aren't Kevin Smith. Do you know what I'm saying? You, like, no, it's no, like I, they're pulling people from the wrong places. Like, oh, this guy directed House of Wax. He'll be good. He's got the resume we need. It's just very odd. I hear you, dude. And look, let me put it to you this way. Again, I'm not I'm not contradicting your point, but even even the guys who wrote the Alvin and the Chipmunks movie, they're better screenwriters than most of the people you know, right? You don't get to that For level sure. yeah. unless you've right. written good scripts. Even if the movies right. that you that got made end up being crummy, you write good scripts. Right. And again, yeah. dude, I, I I I know I sound like a broken record. I'm sure that there was a couple of drafts of this script that had some pretty decent dialogue in it, and then The Rock came in and was like, "Nah, that's not cool." I'm gonna say. The man in black sent you, and that's cool. Yeah. And everyone's like, "But that's stupid." And he's like, "Yeah, but it's going to sound cool when I say it." And it's like, "Okay, right. I'm the rock." Did you guys? I'm know the rock. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just, and just things like that are to me are just like some of this movie is like so tone deaf. Like, what's mm-hmm. one of the first things that you see the rock do in in this movie? He manhandles a helicopter, and it's and it's presented in a way that it's like you'd never seen this before, and it's like, dude. I saw The Rock do this in Hobbs and Shaw. He pulled the <laughs> helicopter down and he didn't yeah. have super PR. Like he didn't have superpowers. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. none true. of this is original. True. The yeah. other thing that lets that's that this is why you bring me on the show. Let's definitively throw it out there. The the marketing campaign and like this idea that like Black Adam is unique because he kills he's a hero, but he kills yeah. people. Let me name off some other DCEU people who have killed people in their movies. Superman killed Zod in Man of Steel. Batman blew up people in uh, Batman versus Superman. Like he shot like rockets at cars and they Man of Steel was the destruction of the entire city. Remember that? Like, yeah, Superman yeah. Superman just I mean, took but, down the whole city when he was taking down But like Zod? Superman actually snapped Zod's neck in yeah. the Zack Snyder Justice League uh, movie. Wonder Woman, like, straight up murders three of those terrorists in the London bank heist. And I, mm-hmm. I, I didn't do enough research to prove it, but I'm fairly convinced that Aquaman kills a couple, like, you know, Atlantean bad guys or whatever in his movie. So don't sit here and tell me that this is unique, that Black Adam kills people. Bro, everyone in the DCU kills people. That's how it goes. Like, that's not unique mm-hmm. at all. That's stupid. And it's misleading to people, you know? Um, and it's just, again, it was like, that was my whole thing is like, he kills people. It's like, but you, but everybody in the DCU does, that's kind of their thing though. You know, like here's one of the things I did not understand about it, Shane. 
Yeah. How does he me. know English? He's 5,000 years old. <laughs> yeah, just speaks English like totally No, fine. he speaks his language when he's back home, but when as soon as he awakens here, he knows not only English, but the slang of, I don't, of the times. Yes, okay, there we go. See, I don't have a problem with... I feel like it's nitpicking to be like, whoa, what does he speak English? Because this is a movie that's made in Hollywood, and it's an English movie, so okay, whatever. I'm fine with that. It's the like pithy remarks about like I don't I don't need a I don't need a lunchbox like you don't even know what lunch is like what are we what are we <laughs> what doing are you talking like, about yeah <laughs> this is, there could have been one line about how he how he it's just like he he knew English immediately I thought that was yeah. I thought that was uh, really funny and it seemed like the tone the Rock did not know how to play this character. For somebody is, who's like, I'm the only character I am, he had no take on this character. He couldn't decide if he wanted to talk like Thor or if he wanted to be The Rock in this movie. Mm-hmm. And it was a yeah. constant back and forth between <laughs> I'm doing Roman Shakespeare talk and I'm doing The Rock in Jumanji yeah. uh, guy. And so, yeah, it, it, he had no original character in this at all besides just being the the shadow of the rock or the you know silhouette of the rock and that's and that's fine if you um, cut out but, that clip of what you just said kent we could put it in every single podcast of a rock movie for the last five years we could just, <laughs> yeah you're right you're right you know um i thought the destruction in this was kind of kind of there were some fun moments to be honest with you i thought like how many of the rock movies have we seen him just destroy other than fast though i want i kind of mm. want to see the rock just going ham sometimes and that's kind of cool to see on this mm. on this level i like the through line of viola davis in these movies i think that's like a a really smart choice to kind of have her pop up and yeah for sure bring things back to reality in, in a sense i don't because i, like I love viola that, davis so much and i hate that character so much and it's just it just bums me out that she's yeah. doing this but it's a great yeah. creative choice to have somebody who can ground the thing and in, in some you know good good acting and they, sure. I think they use her not too much. And uh, I think the idea of the justice society was fun, but like every person in there was just the most yeah. insufferable. We got to talk, we got to talk cast. about the justice society. Yeah. Oh yeah. Pierce, um, what are you doing? Come on, man. I, I want to start. <laughs> I feel like you even have to start with like, so we, we still haven't learned our lesson from the last 10 years of DC <laughs> making movies. Like we, we're just going to throw in a whole bunch of new characters that no one has any familiarity with and do a mm-hmm. full on like the most ridiculous, obvious montage sequence of all time. Or, you know, the like, let's assemble the team kind of bit like yeah. we have done this so many times in the DC universe. It is always bad. It is always bad. Why? Why do we have to do it again with these four randos that are thrown into our into our laps it's so it's so frustrating to see them do the same thing over and over and everyone says hey that was garbage don't do that okay cool we're gonna do it again is that cool yeah Can just make sure again? you don't try to justice league it again and ah! they did it again yeah, <laughs> yeah. they can't help themselves time yeah every time it tries adam smasher was among the most annoying characters like the worst. it was it was the ezra miller worst. flash level yeah. I, yeah. I will say this. I didn't necessarily find what's his name? Noah Centimeter? What's his what's his Centino. Centino? Something yeah, something to that effect. It doesn't Centimeter. matter. Exactly, I, Shane. I, clearly, I mean, like I I felt this from scene one. It was like someone like the director told him, Hey, watch Tom Holland Spider Man and just do that. 
Yeah. Right? That was just like, do but that. worse. Yeah. Yeah, but worse. <laughs> Pierce Brosnan looked like he was just kind of coasting. Like, whatever. Get them pay- get that paycheck, homie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you look he good in the spandex, even the whole, though you're 60. the whole bunch, just because of that. Because it was just like, yeah. I'm, His I'm character, here. like, in I the costume the looked awesome. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah he looked yeah, good. Mask, cool. Dr. Like, Fate's cool. Dr. Fate yeah. was sweet. Yeah. I, I'm not going to yeah. lie. The guy who played Hawkman, it feel like it felt like his only direction was just play this whole thing like you're fighting off a migraine. You know, like that's Man, it was his his only that, And then my yeah. other thing too is who who was that wind girl? She she did yeah. nothing to Cyclone. the story whatsoever. Yeah. You could trim her out of every scene and the movie would not even well, you'd never know. Adam Smasher needed to have a love interest. So couple yeah, couple totally. Couple of things there. Um one, I think I've seen Aldous Hodge be really good in movies. Yeah. I was, that was like, that was up there with the most disappointing parts of this movie is like, I know I'm not going to get Oscar caliber stuff from The Rock, but I would like, I like Aldous Hodge. I, and, and Hawk, Hawkman's an interesting character that maybe there's some fun stuff that can be done there. Having him be the leader of this group is cool. The script for him is just the worst. I mean, it, he, he got... <laughs> Did not give it, him much to do. Oh, my gosh. Every line he has to deliver, it's like, I would have that look on my face, too, if I had to say this. This is so bad. So cringy on that front. And the other thing, too, that I think has to be said here is it's... <sighs> I don't know who came first on all these characters. I don't know if Marvel made Ant-Man before DC made Adam Smasher or the reverse of that. I don't know how close to the comic like the jet is as compared to the jet in uh, the, the X-Men or right. uh, Cyclone is as compared to Storm or, or whatever else. But really all that matters is that those movies came out first and those characters are established now. <laughs> And you can't, if you do them in the movie and you're use, doing the DC version of, of Ant-Man, it looks crappy and it looks like a knockoff and you've got to figure out a better way to do that or find another character to fit in that spot. And the same goes for Cyclone. The same goes for the X-Jet or not X-Jet or whatever else. I mean, all these things, again, I don't know who came first. It doesn't really matter because yeah. for us, for the, right. for the movie watching public, for the broad audience, these things have already happened, and so it looks like a, you look like you look cheap. You look yeah. like a knockoff because yeah. of that. Yeah, there's not enough Brian, characters I, to pull from. Probably. That's yeah, the let's get Condiment King in here. Okay, come on. Like, let's, <laughs> yeah, that would be fun. You're no, right. I, no, they need to bring like if you're doing a movie, bring an original something to the screen. Right. You know, like right. I, Look, I think the first time we saw what's his name, Silver, uh, Quicksilver. You know, mm-hmm. like we hadn't seen yeah. the way they did that. Like we hadn't seen that before. So that's right. why kind of right. why they brought that character. And it's like, oh, we can do mm-hmm. something different with this. But I, I don't expect anything different from DC. I expect them to yeah. say, what well, works for Marvel? Let's just do that. Yeah. Yeah. But you know Clearly. what, though? I would look what I'm about to say. I would say to both DC and Marvel, right? Which is mm-hmm. it is 2022. If you're going to make a superhero movie now. You got to do something different. You absolutely have to do mm-hmm. something different and unique because to Brian's point, it has all been done before. And I'm even mm-hmm. talking about Marvel too, right? Where it's like, you sure. know, all these Marvel shows, like I'm starting, like I've definitely, I have Marvel fatigue at this point, but it's mm-hmm. like all of these, you know, movies that are coming out now, like what was the most recent Marvel movie? I like legitimately forget what it was, but like, I remember being, Oh, like Thor, love and thunder, Dr. Strange, like Dr. Dr. Strange love too would be interesting. Dr. Strange. (laughs) Um, 
You, you know, like the, again, the like it, they just felt like know. this is all territory we've, you know, we've trod on before. And it's like, really, this is what we're putting out. Just kind of retreads of the same stuff. Like hmm. it just, even Marvel, it's like, guys, do not just put out generic superhero movies anymore. If you're going to bother asking for my time, you got to give me something different. And trust me, if you can't find an original story in the comics, that's going to do something different. And you, you haven't read enough comics because they're in there for sure. You know? Hmm. And so, yeah, I felt that way very much so. Like, like, yeah, Brian, to your point, like the Jets, like there's the X-Men scene. And like, I just, mm-hmm. so many things in this movie, it was like, I've seen all of this before. Like, why am I watching this? I don't mm-hmm. like the rock enough for this to feel fresh. Yeah. And all of yep. this just feels like I've seen this before. I, yeah. I joked about this uh, when we've talked about Venom, but I truly, I think that Black Adam is the greatest comic book movie ever made in 2001. You know, mm-hmm. like, but, but it's not 2001. That was 21 years ago. And it's just, it's, you know, so just watching it, you're like, oh my God, what are we doing here, guys? Why are we making this movie? Why is this worth my time? You know? Yep. yep. I liked, um, um yeah, one, one other thing I, I liked, I wanted to, to mention is the reveal of like, it wasn't a tomb. It was a prison. Mm-hmm. I yeah, think that's yeah. an interesting, yeah. just, just big picture thing that this movie kind of dealt with that I think they touch on in man of steel is this, um, you know, who are the people we glorify? Are they really worth glorification Mm -hmm. type of thing? And, um, yeah, I mean, exactly. You go to Egypt, you see a tomb, you assume, Oh, this person must've been a King. You don't know that, Mm -hmm. you know? So let's, let's assume that. And let's, let's write that in the history books and all that kind of stuff. I think it touched on that uh, a little bit. So, um, you know, yeah, it, it almost had interesting things to say yeah. on some of that stuff, and then it didn't. So, a couple <laughs> yeah, lines, there's there a couple right? lines, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, so many things in this movie that are interesting get picked up and then summarily dropped, right? At the very beginning yes. of the movie, yes. he gets hit with, um, and I'm struggling to remember the name of it now, but it, oh, oh, yeah, we can let's let's give out a, a pre a preemptive Oscar for the the second stupidest name of a rock element of all time. Grand prize Oscar goes to James Cameron for Unobtainium. Second <laughs> prize goes to this movie for Eternium. That's yeah. also a stupid name for a rock. But he gets hit by this yeah. stuff. And remember, it like cuts his side. Yeah. So as an audience member, you're thinking, okay, cool. This is like his kryptonite. Exactly. So we're going to see how this plays out towards the end of the movie. Right. Nope, we don't. That just never comes back. Oh, okay, great. That that. All right. Well, that was five minutes of wasted screen time, you know, yeah. like, yeah, totally. And that's totally. one of five things that just never gets picked up again. Yeah. That's, I forgot about the, that now I, I like this even less. It's a good point. Um, all right. <laughs> I have, I have like Threw my one wheels more thing. Off. Please. What what you got? Yes. It's just, I hated the, the end with like the Will Ferrell, um, devil character from the Garth Brooks sketch. <laughs> Smorgas. Borges. Yeah. See, I uh, thought he looked was... like, uh, didn't Dave Grohl play the devil in that Tenacious D music video? Yeah. No. That's what I thought he looked yeah. like. Yeah. That's, that's a, yeah, also a good comparison. Yeah. That was, that was uninspiring. And I think that's, <laughs> I, that, that's another like little spot where you're like, man, it's a little bit disappointing because you have, you have this guy who is, <laughs> he's trained as a, as a physical fighter, like that was his whole first career and he gets to do none of it because it's all CGI against the CGI devil. I mean, it's just, he's just floating so in the sky, punching a CGI devil. And it like, 
there's no like so physically much, there's no gravity to it like it's just you're just watching like action figures being smushed together by a child in the air and you're like uh, yeah. okay all right here's what well, would be awesome the, for the rock yeah yeah come back Take to the 10 WWE. years off <laughs> randomly like next week go back to wwe when no one expects yeah. you to come back yeah He'd probably do it too try hard, though. It'd be really annoying. I just no. He would do it when like his movie career flames out. They'd be like, okay, I guess he'll go back. Yeah. You know, do a do an arc on WrestleMania or whatever it is. Do it now. Like own the moment, man. Yeah, that'd be- don't let this don't let this fatigue set in, man. Like it's 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 just kind of ridiculous yeah. at this point. The Young he- Rock series, like on TV, is the. <laughs> Yeah, the, the fact that they have like a single it's camera crazy. comedy show about The Rock's life is kind of very weird. Just and it, I just found this out the other day. Apparently, he's like running; he's running for president in the show. Yeah, and like the whole show is like flashbacks of like, here's why I feel this way about this issue, and it's like, oh yeah. my god, like it, he's literally making like political just, campaigns. Yeah, you know, it feels like he's like just doing the float test for could I run for president? Just very I just yeah. I just need less. I need less. I need less the rock. You know who I don't need less of is Sarah Shahi. I've had a crush on her for 20 years. I'm glad she's finally getting a movie. She's the best part of the best part of this thing for me. Um last thing that we can uh we can get into let's let's the big in credit spoiler see, spoiler for the in credit in case you didn't stay or something. I don't know. Uh, Shane, going to you. Henry Cable, Cavill, whatever. He's back as Supes, um, in a in a, a a blue and red suit. Shane, not a dark blue. Yeah, not a black suit. Kill your yeah. eyes suit. Uh, what do what do we think about uh, this this reveal? I mean, look, I liked it because I like Henry Cavill. I I I've been on record as saying that I, he's my favorite Superman. Like I like Man of Steel. I thought that movie was great. So I, I'm excited to see him come back. I'm I'm thrilled to see him come back. I could honestly care less about watching him fight the rock, but if the rock, if him having a five minute CG battle with the rock in black Adam two is going to be, um, you know, the, the, the catalyst to get Henry Cavill back in the tights and to do like a real man of two sequel and let's get a different director, right? Let's get somebody else, right? Zack Snyder had his run. I thought it was good, but it's, but it's done, right? Let's move on to somebody else, but I'm excited, man. Like, you know, I mean, DC basically worked that reveal into the marketing. So it was not a shock to literally anybody except for one dude in my theater who was like floored <laughs> that Superman was like, he showed back up. Wait, what? He, yeah. he truly was like, oh, he gasped. No, you know what I mean? Like it was crazy. And it was like, okay. But, uh, but you know, yeah, look, I, do I care about him fighting black Adam? Not in the slightest, but am I glad to see Henry Cavill back as Superman? Absolutely, dude. So yeah, that was that was my favorite scene of the movie was it was watching Henry Cavill show back up again. Okay. Yeah. Can't you I liked him. I liked Cavill. I, I I think he's awesome as Superman. I'm not I'm not gonna lie there. How bummed is Tyler Hawkland that, that Cavill was like, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> you know, that, oh, man. I, I think Superman and Lois is is pretty fun, guys. I've watched it all. It's uh nice. It's got a little CW quality to it, but like mm-hmm. higher quality CW quality to it. Um, <laughs> I don't know about this with Superman chain. A, why does he have scales on his, on his thing? Can we go away from that? I don't like that. And <laughs> B, I think the Smallville, like small town Superman is way more interesting than the Superman that we have in the DCEU. I don't know what about it it is, but there's something 
interesting about just him living on you know, on a farm with a family and stuff. That I think that's what the show kind of uh, gets right. That show is, yeah, for sure. I mean, I, me personally, I, I, I don't care for either. I, uh, I, I don't like <laughs> G golly Williker. I live in Smallville Superman. I like the Superman that it's like, hey, I saved 30 people from a burning building on one side of town, which means that I could not save another 20 people on a different burning building. And now I have to watch me be politicized on CNN for 30 minutes because I'm a jerk and I can't be everywhere all at once. That's the Superman that interests me, not the, oh, my cat's stuck in a tree. Please help me. My corn's growing. Like, uh, I, I could care less. So, you know, Tyler, whatever his name is, good for you, bud. I hope you're the CW, the CW show is great, but stick to Smallville. Like, let's, let's let the big boys actually handle oh, this character man. correctly. Um, Coming out here firing. I know, yeah. Uh, but and, and then also, Ken, to answer your question, the, I think the scales or whatever on his outfit, or the, it's like they explain it in Man of Steel. It's like cursive writing. It's like the Kryptonian language, and it's like handwriting all over the, you know, it's like characters and glyphs or whatever all over the suit. So okay. I've actually seen some close-up pictures. Like, it's not legible, but it's actually designed, you know, like if you see it up mm. close. but It's actually all... Well, Zack Snyder designed it, so come yeah. on, move away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, all tribal true. tattoo stuff. All those yeah. scales are actually that cool S that we all learned to draw when we were in like fourth grade. <laughs> Every single one of them. Just real oh, small. man. Yeah. I drew a billion of those because my name started with an S. So, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I drew yeah. I drew an amount of those that I'm ashamed to admit, like in the hundreds. Yeah, we need thousands. the 90s S. Yeah, we've seen your back tattoo. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. Um, I, I mean, I, I'm kind of with you, uh, but I like the Clark Kent Superman dynamic. I think that's I know it's stupid, but the fact that Superman is just Superman now and everyone knows it is, uh, I think it's, you've lost a lot of narrative potential with like, you know, him and his family, Lois Lane, you know, Daily Planet, Fortress of Solitude, a lot of the elements I think that are signature Superman you lose when you, oh, for sure. You know, and look full to in me. like, you know, he's being escorted in through Congress like they went with the series. <laughs> Yeah, and look, to be clear, I know I'm in the minority, right? I know a lot of Superman fans that really like the the Smallville stuff or the the Tyler, whatever, the Superman and Lois. I get that I'm in the minority, but you know, there's a reason why my name isn't Superman Shane, and it's because I don't particularly find Superman to be that interesting of a character. Sorry, folks. Um, you could do the cool S twice, though, if it was Superman. Yeah, Shane. that's true. I could do, yeah, like a 3D. Yeah, I'm already designing it now. Missed opportunity. Yeah. Missed opportunity. But look, let's, let me say a couple of nice things on the record about the movie. Um, mm -hmm. you know, I, like in a vacuum, this movie's fine. Like if you yeah. are just straight up starved for superhero entertainment and you have no superhero to fatigue whatsoever. And you're like, I just want to watch something. I don't have to think too hard about. Like, I just want to watch like a superhero movie. It's fine. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not egregiously bad. Like I do agree that like the dialogue is less than subpar and whatever, but like in its own little vacuum, it's a fine way to spend two hours. It's not the worst thing I've ever seen, but it's just in the context of superhero movies in in the in the current zeitgeist that we live in, it's just subpar in every conceivable way. But in a vacuum, it's fine. It's, I think you know. in the DCEU, I think there's 11 movies now, and I think like three of them I've somewhat enjoyed, being Wonder Woman, Shazam, and the new Suicide Squad, what the James Gunn did. Yeah. <laughs> so they're bad, like three for 11. They're in the MLB. They're they're like borderline getting sent down. <laughs> so they better like pick up the. Yeah. The average pretty What's quickly. What's their war, here. though? That's the important part. Yes. The war. Not great. Um, Not great. 
not a very weighted weighted list. I mean, certainly I think they've gotten better. I will say, like, I feel like the direction is good. And I think that's my biggest question with this. Like, couldn't they just say, uh, oh, we don't, James Gunn come in and say, you know what, guys, appreciate it. Um, but I don't really like the direction you're going with Black Adam. Let's do something else. And this kind of stands on its own as a movie. You know, uh, and and they can always say, "Man, it was number one at the box office. Everyone, you, you know, liked it in the moment. Um, you know, but we're going a different direction with the with the state of the DC or the the narrative through lines of where we're going to go. We're going in a different direction, but you can still bring the Rock in whenever as Black Adam, and it doesn't have to be this. Like, feels like this is a something they committed to five years ago, and it might not fit like the next five years." If that makes sense. Yeah. Let me, let me ask you guys a question, not to put you on the spot, but if we could go back three years and, and remake this movie and, and we could get a real director to come on and actually like control this thing. And like Dwayne Johnson agreed to get out of his own way. Who would you want to see direct this movie? Um, I'd pick Catherine Bigelow. I think she'd be awesome at directing yeah, something cool. like this. The scope and like scale seems right up her yeah. nature. Sure. And Maybe I think the guy, to, uh, yeah. Gareth Edwards. Yeah, yeah the, the guy who did yeah. uh, the first yeah. Godzilla movie. Godzilla, yeah, like some yeah. big scale. I, like that. I think would be would be interesting. Nice, good answer. More stuff yeah. shot from like the ground perspective with this could be fun. I don't know. Yeah, I like that. I like all. I like both of those ideas. Um, I don't have a better answer. And Brian's like I'll Adam McKay. Those. Let's go with Adam. Yeah. <laughs> What if we had a quick aside with Margot Robbie to explain geopolitical situations <laughs> like what we're dealing Hear with? Hear me out, folks. John Waters. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Boy. Okay, let's grade this and get out of here. Uh, I'm going to you first, Shane. What's your grade for Black Adam? D minus. Okay. Kent, how about you? Yeah, I'm around there. I'll go, I'll go D minus as well. I I I think I talked myself down. I think I was already low and and this discussion this, usually it's the other way around. It's like no, actually this is better than I thought it was. Uh if I change my grade coming coming in, I I do want to give like a at least a little bit of a bump for for former Dallas Cowboys cheerleader Sarah Shahi, but I I'm gonna. I'll go C minus. I'll, I'll go C minus. I don't think it's gonna be in the bottom ten of the year for me, and it it shouldn't be. But it's not good, and it's frustratingly bad in very obvious, frustrating ways. I think so. Uh, just take a lap. Take a lap. The Rock. Uh, that'd be my advice. Okay. Um, Richard said A plus. Cool. All right. Um, we... <laughs> got that down for the record permanently. Good. Mm-hmm. Good. Good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna... I'm going to hack into his Rotten Tomatoes while he's gone and uh, and leave that as, as his grade. All right, let's do a quick weekly recommend here. Before we... Weekly recommend. Kent, coming to you first, my man. What is your weekly recommend? Man, don't know what direction I should go in tonight. Got a couple of different options. And since I'm first, I don't know which way to lean, but I'll go this way. I've been really enjoying... Um, I guess not a not a rewatch, but uh, we watch sitcom. My wife and I watch sitcoms when we go to bed. Uh, mm-hmm. We we would have The Office on for a certain period of time. Seinfeld's a big one. Friends, 
mm-hmm. Parks and Rec. We go through those. We'll rotate them out every month or whatever. Right now, we're on Workaholics again. And I swear, guys, I like woke <laughs> her up at 2 a.m. The, the, last night laughing so hard at that show. Gosh, so funny. I love it. That's my recommend. Workaholics. I got to get on show. that show. I've heard nothing but good things about it. And I just, you know, it's. If you're our age, number- Shane, it's like perfect for, for our age of people. Nice. Because, I mean, it's written in stars, our age people, and all yep. the references are about stuff we grew up on. And yeah. Oh, all right. It's, it's really funny. Yeah. All right. You sold me, dude. I'll, I'll, I'll bump it up to the list. Much I'll recommend it for people that are my dudes that are 30 to 40, you know? Millennials. Like, yeah. Mill- do, millennial yeah. dudes who work for a living. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you'll check out Workaholics. My my Zoe actually really likes it uh, too. She might like it more than me, but uh, so f- really funny show. Nice. Workaholics, very nice. All right, I like it. Shane, what's your weekly recommend, my friend? So my weekly recommend in a, in a roundabout way is a band, and I'll get to it in just a brief second. I watched a documentary um, that uh, actually Kent let me watch. Uh, so thank you for that, Kent. It's a documentary called Count Me In, and it's about drummers. It's a really good documentary. That's a quick mm-hmm. side recommend. One of the drummers in the the documentary uh, was this guy named Ben Thatcher or Thacker, and it said he was in a band called the uh, Royal Blood, and they played a couple of songs in the movie, and I was like, these guys sound great. So I looked him up on Apple Music, listened to their Essentials uh, you know, playlist. Those guys are awesome. They are an amazing band. Like that's just me personally, but I was like, how have I missed these guys? So my recommend is this band called uh, Royal Blood, but I'm going to throw back to Kent. Kent, tell me about this band. Like, you know, a little bit more about them than I do. Like, can you explain them a little bit? Like how long have they Hmm. been a band? I think for probably 10 years, I was playing one of their songs. Like when I was in college on my radio show from their first EP, I think it was, I heard about them. For I think I was I heard an interview with Dave Grohl and he was talking about um them they were gonna tour the UK and they were looking for opening acts or something and he found them because you know there's still very few bands out there and it was one right. of those conversations like well there aren't there any rock bands left you know they get asked that all the time and what's interesting about them is they're a two piece I call them the metal black keys yeah <laughs> the British metal black keys because it's a two piece <laughs> kind of like that but they get they have a I think he's a bass player. No, he's a guitar player who uses like a pedal to simulate bass. It's too. the other way around. He plays bass, but plays he bass, puts but such it simulates weird guitar. effects. Yeah. It sounds like a guitar. Yeah. Yeah. He has an octave pedal on a bass. So it's, so he's playing like bass lines, but it sounds like guitar solos. <laughs> and so it's a really interesting concept for a band. Uh, and it's crazy how many great bands there are in the UK that are just killing it that you would never, they could play stadiums over there or whatever that you would never. Never really think of, or didn't get radio play much over here, but, but yeah, man, they're, they're really sweet. And yeah, that's how I heard of them was Dave Grohl, uh, sought them out and wanted them to open up their tour. So nice. Well, yeah, check those the fighters out. on the, uh, wasting light tour, maybe something around there. But, yeah. Oh, nice. Okay. So they've been, all right. So they've been around a while. So check those guys out. Royal blood. If you're looking for a song to start, the, the song I'd recommend is called Boilermaker. So check that song out, check the nice. band out. They're great. Awesome. What's the one that awesome. I was playing? Um, Out of the Black. That's the one I was playing. Yeah. There you go. Nice. That Sweet. album was 2014. That album. Yeah. Okay. The one that's just Very called nice. Royal Blood. I would recommend that too. Brian, what you got? Uh, easy one for me. Very obvious. Anyone who knows me, this is this was uh, probably just slated to be my weekly recommend. Uh, my girl T Swift, Midnight's. Let's go. Great album. Dig it. Uh, very poppy. Obviously, I know that's a bummer for you, Kent. We wanted more uh, 
folksy Americana. Stuff. I like countries, uh, Taylor Swift. Yeah, I yeah, do. I do too. I like I like both though. I'm glad. Uh, so I don't think the album is as good as uh, 1989. Probably on par with Lover. I, it, but I will say I I think that maybe the thing that she takes or that this album takes from Evermore folklore. Um, I feel like the the songwriting. She's always been a great songwriter. I feel like the songwriting has some uh, of that kind of folksy Americana uh, style to it, but just put into kind of a pop format. So I dig it. I think it's really, really solid. I'm not sure that it has the hits of some of the other albums, but uh, but man, she's really good. And, you know, how long have you guys been friends with me? I have always said you're either a sexy baby or a monster on a hill, you know? And so <laughs> it's fine. It's great that that's finally made it into uh, song form and is taking over TikTok and stuff. So, uh, yeah, really big dig, big dig for me. So you yeah, gotta respect the records that don't feel like they're they're really trying to get those hit radio totally singles. Agree. Yep. So yep, totally th- those agree. feel like much more balanced records, right? So the fact that she's not going for like this is going to be the radio smash that's respectable, yep. you know. Uh, that, that's how I take it as well. Uh, I think. I mean, I know you're not a, a T Swift guy, Shane, but like her. Uh, the one album where she really, I think, set out to try to make a whole bunch of radio hits is far and away her worst album. And, <laughs> um, and she, I think she very, I mean, we've seen the kit and I watched the documentary a couple of years ago. I mean, I think she, she really admitted that like, oh, okay. So this was, this was not great. Um, and has made four good ones since then. So, uh, yeah, but I, I I'm totally with you. I think, I think, uh, there's some, maturity in uh just making the album that you that you want to or need to make and not really worrying about and she uh, it's easy for me to say it's easy for her to do that because she doesn't need any money so um there's you know it's easy to do that when you don't have to worry so much about uh is this song going to get a billion plays on spotify or whatever and that's Uh, look that's part of being an artist man some days you look back and you go you know what this did not work out for me the way that i wanted to some days the other way you look back 10 years later after pumping iron you go you know i probably shouldn't have made black adam but maybe that's just me (laughs) (laughs) let's hope let's let's just hope way to bring it full circle shane you're a pro all right shane thank you so much for being here buddy Always. Um, always always a pleasure to uh to have you on the show um, we'll, I'm sure we'll have you back in at some point in the, uh, not too distant future. Um, if you like what you heard here tonight, I can't imagine that you did, but if you somehow did, uh, great. That's awesome. We have another, another, uh, episode that we do every week on a different feed. You're going to go to madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash VIP, sign up for a, uh, the VIP, uh, feed and the episodes You'll get for about for for five bucks a month. You'll get an extra episode every week where we do a throwback episode to something uh, from the past. Right now we're in spooky season, so last week we did the Lost Boys, uh, and this week we are reviewing Thirty Days of Night. We've got some really cool stuff coming in November and December on the VIP feed. Plus, you get all kinds of other bonus stuff like uh, access to our exclusive Discord. And you can get in there and talk to me and Kent. And most importantly, you can talk to Shane in the VIP Discord. <laughs> so again, that's madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash VIP. We're back next week with more awesome, hopefully incredible, just groundbreaking uh, movie reviews. Uh, and until then, stay safe and we'll see you at the spook. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling tossed salads and scrambled eggs. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegged. Ha, 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 ha. 
But I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. They're making me ya ya. The salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Mm -hmm. 